Yeah, Brandon. So you're from Texas and you came over to the NYLA to cover. How did that all begin? Like, what's it like working for 24-7 sports? And how did it take you to NY to LA this weekend? Being yeah, from Texas. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think the one thing that my boss, Eric Bossy, tries to stress is uh, just getting not just me, but my coworkers, Travis Branham and Deshaun London across the country, just to make sure that we're we're in the know about everything that goes on. Because at the end of the day, we have to rank these dudes and we want to do the best job as possible. Um, but working for drink, working for 247 is like a dream come true. Um, I'm going on my second year now. Um, and it's been a it's been a pretty good vibe, just you know, covering the top basketball players in the country. Um, trying to figure out where they fit best, trying to update the, the fans of college basketball um, to seeing who's going to be the next up and coming stars that represents their, their future schools. So everything has been pretty good um, in terms of NY2LA and how that came about. Um, basically, all my coworkers um, had ties to the Final Four and USA Basketball in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, with that being said, Antonio Curro, um, he's tight with my boss, Eric Bossy. Um, he wanted somebody up for coverage, so Bossy uh, threw me the lob, and I just caught it and saw and just tried to do something with it. And right. Went to went to Milwaukee or McQuan, um, more specifically, and got a chance to you know see what the Midwest had to offer. And it was a pretty great experience outside of the snow. Can't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 chilly up here, man. And you coming from Texas, I know the climate over there is always warm. What what was some of the players and the teams that stood out to you? that you was like, wow, like, let me keep following that team throughout this weekend or this player. For sure. Well, I think, uh, obviously, Phenom U, they have their ties to the event. Um, so that was one of the first teams that I got a chance to see. Um, I got a chance to uh, actually meet when I first walked in. Um, I got a chance to look at uh, Kanuko and Nick Janowski and got a chance to see what they brought to the table. And I think the first thing that stood out and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the weekend was how the Midwest region is very predicated upon skill and field. You know, me being from Texas, it's a lot of length and athleticism. And you, you get some of that, you get some of that in the Midwest, but not as much um, as, as skill and field is preached, ball movement, like just knowing how to read the game, having a strong feel for the game. It seems like all of that is processed and teached at a very high level. Um, so it was good to see those two, those two players caught the end of that game. But the first person who really, really caught my eye, and I've been tweeting about him, in the past couple of days is Milan Monsilovic. Favorite player. Favorite player there. And Ooh. and Morez, like outside of watching Rez and Milan, I thought they were the two best bigs there. Now correct me if I'm wrong on that opinion, but what I saw Milan do in the championship game from being a pro. And I say as a pro, as in he could bring the ball up, he could stretch the floor, he has great footwork, great hands and how he played defense when a smaller guard or a defender tried to attack downhill, he just walled up. And all those translate to a pro-European style game. What did you see in Milan's game? Absolutely. I think the thing that stood out to me was just his comfort inside the art. Um, I think there's a beauty with having a true back-to-the-basket game, and you don't really see a lot of players, you know, try to – will that way and he just looked like he was into putting his shoulder into somebody and backing somebody down to make something happen offensively um another thing that i love was his one-legged fader i think that's something easy i mean all basketball fans the beauty of the game i think his touch and his ability to get that off on you know even taller or smaller defenders really translates at a very high level um he's a little bit undersized at six foot eight but you know i think he makes up for it in skill um he definitely spaces the floor i caught a morning game on sunday where he hit about like three to four trail three. So he really just gives it 
gives it all to you from a versatile standpoint offensively. And, um, you know, also the way he passes it out of the post. That definitely translates, just him finding open shooters. What schools are interested or after him right now that you know of? But yeah, we talked and he said uh, the main three right now is Marquette, Minnesota, and Iowa State. And he's visited each of them. And um, But he still remains open in his recruitment. But those are the three that have shown, shown him the most love. My, my opinion, and I, I, I was talking to one of my guys off records, that I, I see him, I, I could see him at a Wisconsin or in that Big Ten space. Because a lot Absolutely. of Midwest players, besides Marquette, DePaul, Loyola, you know, you, we got the Big East, and obviously Loyola's in their own conference. I, I see Milan in a, in a Big Ten space, more Iowa, because it's it's more of a big dominant conference, Big Ten is, but it's like you said, Milan's undersized. And I would want to see how his game would translate at the next level. So he was my favorite player, though, dude, and I enjoy watching him. I think he had 24 in the championship game. Yeah, and I mean, he just does it in so many ways. I think that's the thing that I love about him the most. Um, even the game, I've seen a game where he had four points and he still looked like the best player on the court. You yeah, know, it's, the way it comes off his hands, uh, the way he checks a lot of boxes and rebounding, you know, making the right play at the right time. Uh, he, he's definitely somebody whose game I really fell in love with. And I could see him, you know, entertaining a larger recruitment as we get onto the live period. So um, I'm excited to see his growth over the summer. What did you like about Marez Johnson game? being an Illinois commit because I, I, I just called him a bully in the paint. If he get position, he's, he's going to execute. Um, he has a soft touch around the rim. And he was one of my favorite bigs that stood out to me besides Milan. Sure, I think, uh, well, let me ask you a question. Like when a yeah. kid commits that early, yeah. don't you wonder like, cause you know, my first time in the Midwest yeah. and whatnot. Right. Um, but when he commits that early and you've never seen him play before, you're like, Okay, like Illinois took this dude. They like like the coaching staff had all faith that this dude is what right. it is. You know, so you know, I'm sitting down there and I'm trying to find the first thing that stands out about him. And I'm just like, wow, like this dude plays hard. Like, yeah, you know, like forget the intangibles, forget the land, <laughs> the good frame and stuff like that. Like, this dude is really out here playing hard. That's why they have faith in him. And I don't think that, and you know, you could just tell the way I saw the way he interacted with people off the court that you you could tell that he, his production is never going to waver. I think he has his head on straight. He does. He was, but yeah, that was the thing for me. I was asking myself, I was like, man, this kid is committed early. Like, what does he bring to the table? He plays hard. I love the way he plays. Um, you know, he, he seems like he has lateral mobility um, to check check guards off of ball screens. Uh, I love his length. I love his strength. Um, also, you mentioned his touch. You know, I seen him hit a 15-footer. It was very, very intriguing. He, he hit a 3-2. I caught it off. And it was my first weekend filming mean streets because when i saw the the schedule i was like okay outside of filming my original team which was for gr3 that this past weekend i had bullet points of which games that i wanted to go to and i had a, I have a good friend of mine who's an assistant coach on there and i and i dm'd him i was like hey man tell me your top players because every weekend players change it's just like the transfer portal so when i saw Marez dunk then I saw his whole demeanor. He had the Kobe's on, the Grinch Kobe's. I'm like, and they said, yeah, that's the kid that's going to Illinois. And, and so, because I, I was starting to see how can I measure him compared to the other bigs. Absolutely. And, and I didn't see anybody as close as him besides Milan, but nobody as physical or dominant in the, in the presence this weekend. 
besides Murray. Sure, and athletic as well. I mean, the thing is, like, he played against some dudes. Like, I don't know if you – I forgot which game that we saw each other at, but uh, I watched him play the family. Were you at that game? I missed that one. The family 16 game because they wait wait no 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 they had fat fat that's one yeah, of my yeah, favorite yeah. players yeah yeah uh, hey can he play can he hoop hey man <laughs> he's the he was the top guard this weekend besides day day ames oh you like day day ames too we can get to day day ames yeah. oh. but fat fat he's light skinned brother the long hair i got this one clip where he called my guy, he said he was small, he couldn't hold him. And I'm going to put that on Instagram in slow motion. But I watched him play when he was used to be with Bates Fundamentals. And I was like, who's Fat Fat? And he was like, man, that's that was Fat Fat. And and I was, they said he used to be heavy set, bigger. And watching him dominate this past weekend and the fact that Izzo offered him, if Izzo offers you first out of all the Big Ten schools, that tells me you're you that dude. Exactly. And, and then that's because the type of coach Izzo is, he only wants aggressive, hard-nosed guard that plays on both ends of the floor. And he brought that intensity this weekend. Absolutely. Um, it's crazy that you mentioned it. I'm glad that I got a chance to see him because I came yeah. up on with luck. Like, like I said, I'm not familiar with that area. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I load up a Prep Hoops account and um, just try to see what the local, like, what local right. media has, how they feel about certain players and stuff. And, I seen Darrell Brooks, number one player. And so I'm, I'm at the game and I'm seeing him on the roster. I was like, okay, so why is this dude the number one player? And uh, he he had somebody with a cross heavy. And like you said, he, I guess it, you said he used to be fat. He did a great job turning that into muscle. Yeah. He had somebody with a cross heavy, <laughs> put him on his shoulder, finished it. Finish. Like finished finish it through traffic with like about, I think it was a 6'8 dude over. It was a tough finish. Because I think the best part about his game is his touch around the basket when he gets to the hole. Right. Um, but... Basically, like when I saw him and then I did some more research, I was like, that was an intriguing move. I did my research. Michigan State offered him on Wednesday? Yeah, like, last week. And, and then I do some more. I was like, well, what other offers does he have? Michigan State was his first high major offer. Like your first high major offer is Tom it's, Izzo of Michigan State. Yeah. Like you said, like it, it just blew me away. And so like somebody that I had to hit and he, he told me he had a bunch of Big Ten interests and uh, deservingly so. And I could see that transforming into offers like by the end of April. I want to see him shoot the ball more, and I'm gonna give him constructive criticism. And I don't, and I don't mind telling him if he was to listen to this. Is like, I didn't see you make enough threes. You know what I mean? And you necessarily don't have to make threes, but I would want to see you be much more dangerous on the floor because there's a lot of guards that guards will go under the screen and Absolutely. disrespect your jump shot. For sure, and, I, and his shot looks good. Um, from what I remember, his shot definitely looks good. Uh, but my thing is, like you said, in this day and age, like you've got to keep a defense honest, especially right. from that position, because they'll just sag off of you and it makes life harder on you, especially when he gets to the level um, which he can play at. You know what I mean? No question. Yeah, he was he was a favorite in day-day aims. Like I could film both of those guards and know that I'm going to get content every game. What do you think about day-day's day -day. game? He I mean, was the modern-day Iverson. I said the modern-day Iverson, the whole swag, how he walked in the gym with the arm sleeve. And uh, he was fun to watch. Uh, he's tough. Uh, you know what? He's very tough. I, what I keep telling people is, and I, I keep tweeting about it, I keep putting it in my articles, but I can't stress this enough. He brings, like, the street ball park vibes right. to, to an organized game of basketball. And, like, you know, whatever school he goes to, I know Marquette is in on him. Marquette is very in on him. And, uh, you know, 
with me playing for Shaka Smart, I know like he'll Shaka will probably let him go. Also, uh, Illinois is a little in on him. Jerome Tang just took the job at Kansas State. Um, he was one of the first person, first people he reached out to and offered. Um, but you just gotta let this kid go because like like when you let him go, I mean he's one of the more exciting players to watch in that class. Uh, I mean he just brings it like creative euro steps, creative finishes around the rim, break defenders down, you know, gets to the step back, get it off on three levels, like. It's wired to score the basketball. You know? Charlie, if you watch Charlie Moore's game before, like with Miami, I caught a few of his games, but he had that that same type of morale and that same energy and approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless of him transferring, the difference he was, uh, I believe he was at California with Conzo, then went to Kansas and then finished out at Miami. He still had a hell of a hell of a career at the collegiate level. Absolutely, but he brought that you know when you are going up against a Chicago guard because they just have that different energy and that that different vibe and approach to the game where it's like, I could watch him all day and that's what Day-Day brings and I got good content of him. And I can't wait to see him this weekend in Orlando. 17 oh, you're going to Orlando? I'll, I'll be in Orlando with Indy Heat uh, filming them this weekend, but I plan on catching Day-Day again and seeing him play against other elite high-level guards. Now, let me make sure this is right. Indy Heat has Ashton Williamson, right? Yeah. I'm going to be with that's, him Thursday. I got to take somebody. I got to take him to practice on Thursday in Indianapolis because we leave Friday morning. He's Him and I are from the same community in Gary, Indiana. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. Yeah, that's somebody I'm looking forward to. Uh, he's, one of my, he's one of my close coaches, friends, nephews. Okay. Yeah. Ashton, he, he's a very special player. Uh, he does. I compare his game to Jamal Crawford as in mm. just who <laughs> I don't need you to do any, just who just do your, do you don't try to do more than what's asked. Just go out there and who, what else stood out to you? Like this past weekend at Swiss and Swiss and dish where it's like, wow, like, you know, my time here, like I enjoyed watching basketball this weekend. Uh, I'd be tweaking if I did not mention what I saw from Con Newpo. I hope I'm. Let me let me write that down because I, I I missed a lot because like I said I was covering GR three, right? But the guys that I, that stood out to me was Day Day, Milan, Rez, Mean Street sixteen U, and the family sixteen U, and obviously Phenom U. But you saw a lot of more athletes and obviously up and coming guys than I did, so that's why I wanted to ask. For sure. Uh, yeah, now Con Nupel, who's on the Phenom U16 squad, uh-huh. uh, he put together probably one of the more amazing shooting performances I have seen in a minute. And it's not because of the amount of threes he's made. It's more because of the way he made the way he made his shots. Um, and I, I'll put it all into perspective. Just imagine like a breakaway situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you're out on the break by yourself. You know, you either get the dunk or the layup, right? Right. He he's running full speed. He's in a breakaway situation. And he decides to pull up for a top of the key three with like a couple of people churling him on his back. And he like swishes it. Uh-huh. Other team goes down, takes a stupid three-point shot, which leads to another breakaway opportunity. You know, if you take a bad shot, right. it can lead to, lead to a fast break. He gets the ball in the same situation, is running full speed, stops at the exact same spot he stopped at last time, pulls up. And it was net again, and he forced the team to call a timeout. It was one of the more incredible things I've ever seen. I'm going to have to um, check him. And that's why I'm excited. Like, 
hopefully you get to come down like out, outside of Orlando, all the EYBL events will be in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and I'm for sure I'm probably going to see you in the April 22nd through 24th. In Indy. I'll be there. Yeah. It, it's going to be nuts. And that guy who, who you just mentioned, Khan, I'm looking forward to uh, checking him out. What did you think of Christy? Cameron Christie uh, of Illinois Wolves. He's somebody who I honestly can say I've been skeptical of. Um, you know, I, I got a chance to see him in July in Dallas, Texas, when they were doing the Under Armour Live Period event uh, for the Under Armour Association. And, you know, the one thing he was about 6'3 at the time, he's very gangly and thin. Um, and he really wasn't able to get much done. The game that I watched him play, just due to that size, he wasn't really aggressive. The player that stood out was Asa Thomas that game. Right. Um, just because of his ability to, you know, hit, catch, and shoot threes. And he had the Big Ten on him um, throughout that throughout that weekend. So I wasn't really too high on Cam. So I came back. It was one game. You can't evaluate somebody off one game. So I came right. back to say, okay, like, what is this dude going to show me? Max Christie's brother, of course. So, you know, and he he – he showed me a lot um, in a game against all Ohio Red, uh, where there was, I think all Ohio Red has about like four top 150 prospects. He was the best guard on the floor. Um, no, he plays within himself. He's still gangly, but he's added right. some weight, added two inches to uh, <laughs> added two inches of size too. So that always helped. But um, you know, he just took what the defense gave him, made open shots from three. Um, he loves a little one to two dribble pull up in the mid range. Um, he still needs to get stronger, um, but he was very very productive when he took. He took advantage of all opportunities given to him. Um, and so I really like what he can become. He he hosts a big team recruit, recruitment just like his brother did. Um, and I know schools are prioritizing his shooting, but uh, if he if he wants to adjust to that level at a rapid weight, I mean, a rapid rate, uh, it, definitely the physicality will get him. So, you know, adding strength has to be his biggest priority. But, you know, he, he showed me a lot, and he showed me he can be a pretty good floor spacer down the road. Daily Swain of all how red talk about his game and the impact that he had as yeah he's yeah he's somebody that my boss told me to zero in on really tight really closely just because he has a chance of blowing up this summer and so you know like i said you know with the red situation when when stuff is presented to you you always have to ask why right that's the biggest thing when i look at a kid so when i looked at him i automatically noticed the six five height long arms I mean, he got after it on defense, but the thing that stood out to me the most was his ball skills at that size, with that length. Um, he was able to break defenders down. I didn't really see a, a reliable enough jumper out of him, but I, I like the way he was able to break defenders down and, you know, get stuff going with him drawing the defense in and making the right passes and whatnot. He's a very talented prospect. Young first class, um, so there's a lot of upside there. Um, and, he, and like I said, he gets after it on defense. So when you have, like, that foundation of tools um, – you have a lot to build upon, and I definitely think he can achieve it with his mindset and approach to the game. So I'm gonna check him out. Like I said, I mean, what you just said that's noted with uh, all how red because I missed their game. Like I said, GR3 was playing it, and that's what when when young videographers listen. If you are contracted to do a team, don't go down the weekend and shoot a four or five star when a team is paying you to cover their team. <laughs> A lot of videographers sure. would do that. Yeah. And, and I'd be have like, I'll tell them, like, hey, it's not a good look. Like, you always want to be professional. There's right. going to be gaps where you could film this team when the team you're there with is not playing. You know what I mean? Just do a better job coordinating your schedule. But it's, it's just being a basketball junkie. You see, 
that player and you know what he you know he could get your views up but then your team is playing right so that right. it's always that crossroads the drug yeah the drug. It, it's it's like man he may dunk on somebody he may do this <laughs> for the camera like you see the you could tell you see when you were you know observing and watching games how many videographers were there right <laughs> and that was just a small handful of guys for the swiss and dish especially this live period you got coaches you got to have videographers i tip my hat off to the players now playing in that atmosphere it's just different right now. Yeah, yeah, and they don't yeah, like you said. It only gets it only gets bigger and better, especially when the live period comes. Yeah. Then now you're focused on you know John Calipari watching yeah. somebody go side. Like you know what that brings. Or, right. You know, John Sire, the new coach at Duke. Like who is he watching? Like can he do what he can he does? Can he bring the same type of energy on the recruiting side that Coach K did? Like you know, it's just a lot of storylines and a lot of hype. So I get it. It's a drug. Last segment I have for you, Brandon. I tweeted about Tyler Odie because I think he makes a lot of winning plays, very underrated. He was the X factor in the family advanced into the final four. And the family overall has been rebuilding their program and they're in the right direction because I just filmed Trevor Smith, big kid out of Michigan, uh, 6'8", and Peyton Kemp. They're all on the same team. Like their 2026 team is phenomenal. But yeah, I'm going to note that one. After. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Smith and Peyton Kemp. Um, I'll tell you more about that once we finish. I'll text you those names. But Tyler Odie made a lot of winning plays, man. And those guys like him will play college basketball and turn out to be really college, really good college basketball players and turn around and be a good pro because those guys do the right things and make the right plays to help their team win. Talk For about sure. his game. Uh, yeah, like I said, man, um, the same way I came across the rail, fat, yeah. fat, um, it's kind of like the whole team hit me by surprise. Isn't he the only white kid? I think he's the only white kid on the yeah, team. He too. was the only white kid. He was the only white, but he has great size. I mean, yeah, he's six five, and then his body, great frame for, for like his age. He has a great ideal frame for the college game, and he, he's going to continue to build upon it. But yeah, that team hit me by surprise with the amount of D one prospects. The top two that stood out. Actually, he was probably the, the first person who caught my eye. Um, just because of his size, and I seen him hit a catch-and-shoot three, and I was like, okay, that's very intriguing. Um, you continue watching him, and you mentioned that game against the Mean Streets. Um, his aggression, I just loved his aggression. Um, you know, he takes open shots. He doesn't really force the action that much, but he's not afraid to put the ball on the deck and make something happen. Um, you know, he really had a good game against uh, a player that our side has ranked in uh, Nojis. I'll butcher his last name, but it's Nojis Instraditis, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Pronounce it. I struggle. Um, I, I butcher a lot of last names. Ooh, in, in that Midwest, they sure have a bunch of names. <laughs> but uh, no, but definitely he he really made a case for him to be somebody that we consider in our rankings. I was telling this coach, Coach Niz of the Family 16 U. And he has a chance to be high major. And uh, his coach told me that Iowa State is showing interest, as they should, um, just because he's only going to get better. These kids are going to get better. And uh, he has a frame to work with, like I said. He makes shots off the catch. He has a mature type of game, and he knows who he is as a player. So um, he's definitely somebody I'm going to keep following. Oakland is the only school to offer, but that should change moving forward. Brandon, last question. I'm going to let you go, I promise. What advice would you give a young guy who wants to fulfill your shoes, you know, get paid to watch basketball? What steps do you think they have to take to be in your shoes? For sure. Um, like I said, this is my dream job. 
Um, I guess the number one thing, I, I can't stress this enough, make sure that you're in the gym all at all times an event is going on. Um, you know, when I first started out, I was working independently, not just covering high major guys, but also covering mid to lows to D2s to even D3s. Anybody who I felt could play, I'm tweeting about um, any AAU coach that I can meet. Like I'm talking to them, let, making sure that I know the game. Any Anybody of influence like an Eric Bossy at the time or um, an agent at the time, just people like your MO needs to be that you're in the gym and you need to be producing content. Your work needs to be out there. It's more than just tweeting. Um, it's more than just talking in the gym. Like you make sure that you're typing articles, make sure that you're versatile with your work and make sure that you're always ready to provide credible information whenever the time comes. I think all of that, that combined body of work has led me to where I am today. And it could, if it could work for me, I definitely feel like it worked for those behind me. And, uh, the up and comers that are coming. So um, the main thing is just be in the gym and always be credible. Um, and if you love it, you'll definitely get the most out of it. Brandon, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on a podcast. Episode 146, Brandon Jenkins, writer for 24-7 Sports, basketball recruiting. Once again, thanks again, bro. Appreciate you.